Super quick content warning. We're talking about weed, therefore munchies. And so do want to bring a warning that there is brief discussion on eating disorders. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Sapphic Survival Guide, where we are queer to answer your questions. I'm Gina. And I'm Cheyenne. <laughs> and this is Pickles. <laughs> You're Cheyenne's watching. Cheyenne's here. Class is now in session. And today our topic is a really fun one. We are talking 420 weed, marijuana, laganja, cannabis, THC. There's a lot of names for it. You know it. You love it. It's what gets you high. And considering this is coming out the day before 420, we know that your attention span in this time of the year is probably pretty short. So we've only got a couple questions. We will keep this pretty short <laughs> so y'all can get back to smoking. So um, I'm an avid weed smoker. Cheyenne, what's your relationship to cannabis? So I unfortunately live somewhere where not only is it illegal, but it's also not decriminalized, which means that it is, you can go to jail for smoking or possessing or whatever, um, which is really unfortunate. And, you know, lots of black and brown people are in jail right now for the most minuscule amount of weed or cannabis or whatever you mm -hmm. want to call it on their person and people who are horrible dangerous shitty people are just like walking the streets not saying like I don't know I'm anti-prison industrial complex in general but like yeah. especially when it comes to cannabis uh so that being said everything I'm about to say is hypothetical theoretical just a <laughs> joke I've definitely never smoked weed before only when I've been in places like Chicago where it was legal Definitely right, not anywhere else. Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, I used to live somewhere where it was not legal. Mm -hmm. And I moved when I moved to Arizona, one of the first votes that I got to like vote on was to make it legal. So I got to vote for it to be legal. And then like six months later, I got to start going to the dispensaries out here. Wow, and it's that's been cool. amazing. I absolutely love it. But I've been smoking weed a very long time. First time I smoked was in high school. And then I really picked up the habit in college because it's a good anti-anxiety medicine for me. In addition to a relaxer and, you know, there's a lot of benefits mm -hmm. personally. I also, yeah. um, feel like I can credit weed to keeping my eating disorder away, which I don't know if that's a that's unique experience because for me, if, if I were to do it, I would think that it would give me the munchies all the time. And I would never stop eating until the point that I got sick all the time. I don't really get the munchies since I'm like a regular smoker. Mm -hmm. The only time I get the munchies is if I stop smoking for a bit. Mm -hmm. And then like the first time I smoke, I'll get like the munchies. But even that it doesn't stay very long. Like how long is a bit to stop smoking and then it starts again because I this is a joke but you know I started mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when I was like 15 16 and didn't stop for a while so like I used to be a pretty avid smoker so like I smoke every day and yeah. when I travel I don't like bring it with me necessarily mm -hmm. um and so if I go home for the holidays or when I was like traveling to see family and stuff I don't bring it and okay. it just kind of gives me a little tolerance break 
but I also find that my relationship with food changes when I'm not smoking mm. every day and I find it hard because you're to using eat. food to cope. Oh, I thought you were gonna say like you're using food as Girl, like your crutch. I don't know what, what eating disorder you had. I starved myself. So I, I binge need, ate and then tried to start yeah. myself. Yeah. It's not that I've never binge ate, but that yeah. was more of a reaction to stopping the starvation than it was ever a problem in my mm. life. I was starving myself. And so for me, the weed is like forces me to have an appetite Mm, and one that I can't ignore for days at a time because I have. So it does give you the munchies, but it just makes your appetite like normal, basically, instead of like it's not munchies to me, though. It's like I'll just like eat a normal meal. It just like helps you eat. Yeah, (laughs) it makes it feel like I'm not force feeding myself. Wow. So when did you first start smoking? The first time I ever smoked was in high school with two of my friends, two gay men. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. it was the best I ever. It was so funny because I like was, I don't even know. I've never been this kind of high again. I kept like (laughs) thinking I just woke up and I'd be like, wait, like what were we doing five minutes ago? And they were like sitting here talking. And I was like, no, no, no. I was asleep and I just woke up. What were you guys doing? That's like, like, you've never been asleep. That's like a movie. That's like a really fucked up. That would really scare me. I wasn't freak. No, no, no. I wasn't freaking out at all I because be I was con- I was convinced that I just kept taking a nap. In my yearbook, they wrote like, love you. Never forget what happened five minutes ago. Like stuff like that is so funny. Stop. Speaking of yearbooks, my senior quote was from the first time I got high. Really? <laughs> yeah. Theoretically, of course. Theoretically, yeah. So my first time was actually on my 16th birthday. I went over to this rich girl's house and smoked in like the bonus room above her parents' garage in their mansion. And we smoked out oh of one gosh. of the, a fucking plastic water bottle with tin foil, <laughs> literally just like inhaling all the microplastics. Um, oh, for all sure. My friends had already smoked that I was with, so they were all high as fuck. I didn't know how to inhale at that point, so it's my birthday, and I'm just like sober, just like cool guys. <laughs> glad you're having fun mm, on my birthday mm. and so then I think I didn't smoke again for like maybe nine months and I smoked I thought there were like I don't even know how to explain this now I guess if you know you know but it felt like there were like lights inside my body like blinking on and off and I was like there's stop lights traveling through my body I feel them blinking and I got really paranoid and I my friends were like laughing and laughing at me because I was like guys there's stop lights blinking in my body and they're like laughing at me because they're like what the fuck bro it was just like three of us in my friend's room and then I was just like, are you guys making fun of me? Are you making fun of me? Just over and over. So the point where they were like, yeah, now we're making fun of you because you won't stop saying, now we are. are you guys making fun of me? <laughs> so then my senior quote was, are you making fun of me? And That's a lot of people so thought it was funny. funny and, and then they thought it was funnier once I explained <laughs> the whole backstory. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. Um, And I do want to like <laughs> preface that weed smoking is not always this like... <laughs> I don't know, hallucinogen experience. Like, oh, (laughs) I was going to say it's not always fun. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I've never not had fun. I don't smoke anymore because I 
in this theory, in this theoretical land, I was maybe a huge stoner in college, late high school, and I was smoking like gravity bongs like every day, but it got to the point where I would have like out-of-body experiences and like think about how everyone I know sees me from a different perspective and it just really fucked with my head and like fucked me up. So I stopped smoking for a few years and then I got back into it. But then I tried shrooms and nothing happened. And then the next day I took an edible and I thought my ex was building a box like Joe from you in our basement to lock me in because I don't know, I I don't know if maybe the edible like kicked in the shrooms. I don't know, but I missed her family's Thanksgiving the next day. And like, she thought I hated her. And I just thought people were in our house and she was lying to me. And I was like having a whole fucking psychosis um oh my god yeah don't I don't yeah I don't do that um and then I like kind of got back into smoking again like last year and the year before but it was just I just like couldn't stop eating like it I just would eat until I was literally sick and I couldn't stop myself so that was like an issue because like yeah it's fun to eat it's fun to have the munchies or whatever but if you're like getting sick off it like that's not fun anymore yeah and then also I would like just have existential crises and like I would like post like a funny meme on Instagram and then I'd be like oh my god like people are looking at what I posted and like freak the fuck out and like I was just having all these like constant anxiety attacks and panicking over dumb shit so I just I don't smoke anymore it's fine wow (laughs) that first time that I smoked with the whole I was asleep (laughs) five minutes ago thing nothing like that has ever happened to me aside from that time that was my first time being high and aside from that I typically feel very chill when I'm high (sighs) it's hard to explain like the feeling of being high but I feel Mm -hmm. like very chilled out things are just like a smidge funny but in a good Mm -hmm. way in like the it's really sunny and I've had two beers and like, I'm happy kind of way, yeah. like not in uh, I don't know what's happening or like my yeah. world isn't warped. I don't think things are there that aren't. Mm-hmm. I, I actually feel like I have a lot of anxiety when I'm not smoking and weed mm-hmm. actually quiets my mind, mm-hmm. which this is just a, a case study of how weed affects different people. Different like people, yeah. some people get paranoid, some people get mm-hmm. talkative, some people get silent. Some people Mm -hmm. have all this stuff going on in their head and you think that they're just like sitting on the couch smiling. Like it affects Mm -hmm. everybody really differently. I used to have a fun time like you, like I used to, I used to have fun on it, but I can't shut my brain off. And I like, just, I think too much now, like before I kind of used it to like shut my brain off or like think fun things. But now I get too like one existential and two paranoid like I don't know if it was when I was smoking gravity bongs back to back every day for a year because that's kind of when it shifted it feels like like I was always kind of anxious but that was like another level so mm. I don't I don't know that is a, a high level of THC that you're putting in from a gravity mm-hmm. bong versus like something else so I think that definitely could have been it so our first question here First time smoking weed, what do I choose? Bong, blunt, joint, pipe. So not a gravity bong, which if you don't know what that is, don't even don't even look it up until you're experienced. Um, I would say that blunts and joints are a little hard to navigate if you're at least not a smoker of some kind. So Mm. I wouldn't recommend those either. 
I would go with a pipe. It is mm. the easiest to use. And I do think you have the most control over like how much you are smoking, how big the hit is. And also if you like fuck up, you're not wasting as much. Like if you fuck up a good bong hit, you're like ruining a nice milky hit. Whereas like if you fuck up a little you know, bowl hit. Nothing's no one's like no one's yelling at you to catch that from like the the bong or anything. So I was gonna say definitely not a bong. And I'm glad that you not a bong. said that just because they can also get you really fucking high. It's a lot of yes. smoke coming up that especially if it's a big it's bong. Because you can't control necessarily mm-hmm. how much you're taking unless you really know how to use a bong. Mm-hmm. A pipe is literally just like one straight shot to you. There's no other elements involved. Like with a bong, the fact that you're sucking in, but it's also accumulating in Mm -hmm. the piece. So Mm -hmm. people don't realize that like once you lift it to actually inhale the full hit, anything you got before that was just an appetizer. That's when you get the meal. And so then people are all of a sudden smacked in the face with it. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Go lightly, whatever you're doing, especially for the first time, like have enough time where you can take a little, a little, a little until you feel something and then chill on it. But like, Mm -hmm. don't go in trying to rip a huge bong hit and impress anybody. Like no one's going to be impressed when you're like spinning in circles and you can't like see straight. And you throw up somewhere like that. It's it's not impressive. Um, No. (laughs) Also, just like talking about bongs, another fucked up thing that happened to me (laughs) or that I almost did. Are you okay, Cheyenne? No, (laughs) obviously not. So this one, okay, this is more like, like one time my friend like hit a bong and they like were like passing it and I went to put my mouth on it. But instead of putting my mouth on the part where the smoke comes oh, out, man. I started to go towards the part that you light or the lit mm-hmm. grass is. And my friends were all just like, no, like slow burnt the fuck <laughs> I, I, out of your mouth. I, I'm the worst person to do any substance with. I've just decided. <laughs> don't ever don't even drink with me on it I don't really drink anymore either because you can uh, imagine how that went um but <laughs> yeah anyways back to the pipe thing definitely go with a pipe for your first time I think like blends or joints can be okay but like like you said they can be a little tricky I think as long as you have someone like light it for you that was like the biggest thing that I got was like hitting the carb and like lighting it yeah. and like doing that all at the same time and then like inhaling like it's just a lot of pieces but if you have someone light it I think that would be the easiest but also like yeah I didn't have access to a pipe my first time that's why we used a little water bottle bong that didn't work for me so in college I used to carve apples for us every day yeah and we would go to the parking lot and smoke out of apples yeah. all you need is an exacto knife and then something to like push I used to use a bobby pin mm-hmm. and an exacto knife have you ever done dabs Yeah, I uh, had my so my ex boyfriend, um, shout out Gage, if you're listening, our like entire relationship revolved around smoking weed pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. And Um, he was the one who introduced me to dabs. And so I used to dab with Gage. Yeah, Yeah. I haven't really since. The one time I did dabs, I laughed so hard that I couldn't stop and I just started crying. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was just crying because I couldn't stop laughing that happened to my one friend who couldn't stop laughing because then she was crying like that's what it feels like like I don't know I think sometimes people are like oh you just don't know the right strain but like I don't know like I've 
smoked stuff from the dispensary before and it really doesn't make a difference for me I just feel like I'm, like some people just stick to something else <laughs> smoke weed. but the rest of you come with us on this journey so <laughs> another question we got is how much of an edible is too much for a newbie um if you're like me any amount might be too much but what would you say Gina so if you have never done an edible before but you've smoked weed first of all I wouldn't recommend going straight to edibles just putting that out there um but if you've never done an edible I would start with like 2.5 milligrams and go up from there there is a small chance that you won't feel much on 2.5 so maybe like know that you can either take more later or have like another night where maybe you try five milligrams instead. Um, but I wouldn't do more than five for your first time. There was actually, so this person that I'm not really friends with anymore came to visit me this one time and they had never smoked or done edibles. And so I took them to a dispensary and they got edibles that were each five milligrams and edibles come in different amounts. Some edibles mm-hmm. are literally like a hundred milligrams per gummy and some are two like you Mm -hmm. have to you know read the label and it's like in milligrams and this person was not an experienced smoker and so they Mm -hmm. were like how many edibles should I take and I was like I would start with half and and I think I might have said which is 2.5 and they were like I think I'm just gonna do one edible and I was like okay Mm -hmm. so one edible is not a unit of measurement yeah. You should take half. And they're like, no, no, like, I think I'm just going to do one edible. Like one edible is the normal amount. And I kept being like, one edible? Stop. That's not a thing. Like, that's not a thing that you're saying. Stop it. And, and also like everyone always says to take half the first time you take an edible. Like I've never heard anyone yes. say take the whole thing. <laughs> Actually, Well, they didn't, they didn't listen to me and they took five milligrams and then had like a whole existential crisis and whatever. Mm-hmm. And guess who they blamed for it? me no and the narrative no was, you're not friends Gina anymore. got me too high and I'm like Gina told you not to do exactly what <laughs> you just did yeah yeah and I'm like don't like that's not a fun narrative for me because like mm-hmm. I'm actually very about you not pushing your limits the first time because mm-hmm. it is gonna scare you off from it and I'd rather I'd rather you leave the first night being like I don't think I got high enough I want to do it again than being like that was really intense and I'm never doing that again um yeah I will say, I think I'm one of those people and uh, I've seen this on like TikToks. This is a real thing, but like edibles don't really work for me. I've really only Mm -hmm. had like one time that I made edibles and I did get really high from them. And aside from that one time, it literally feels like absolutely nothing to me. And I've I've seen on TikTok that like some people don't have a certain like thing that metabolizes the THC oh, like receptor when you eat or it into yeah. exactly. And I think that's what it is. Cause I'm not exaggerating like to test this out. I just said as a starter, you should have five milligrams. Mm-hmm. I have eaten 1000 milligrams and wow. felt absolutely nothing. That's wild. Like I've definitely not felt anything before, but like, I know someone who she's like a big stoner and she accidentally I don't know how much of this is an accident, but she ate like a whole pan once and she woke up like four days later. Whoa. (laughs) See, I, when I made the edibles, the one time that did work for me, I had Mm -hmm. the weed and butter in a crock pot for like eight Mm -hmm. hours. And I just think, Mm -hmm. I don't know, it either 
did something chemically different or I don't know what. Have you ever tried like a firecracker? Yeah, no, they don't work. I don't, gummies don't work. I really, I'd I'd like to experiment more, but it just like takes Mm -hmm. too much weed when I can just smoke it. Yeah, right. Yeah, it seems like a waste at that point. Um, I definitely wouldn't eat an edible for your first time just because like if you're smoking and you're like feeling like you're getting too high, you can just like stop. But if you take an edible and you're getting too high, it's done. Like you can't stop that. You already took it. So, I mean, obviously you can take like half or whatever, like you can take smaller doses of it, but it's easier to stop yourself when you're just smoking and you're like, everything's getting scary now. (laughs) Then you can just stop. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, Gina's going to teach us all how to roll a joint. All right, we are back. And as Cheyenne promised, we will talk about rolling a joint. Somebody did ask, how do you roll a joint? I want to, again, shout out my college boyfriend, Gage, for teaching me how to roll. He literally was like, he sat down with me with like a bunch. And he taught me how to roll a blunt on a joint, but it's the same process mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. And he sat down with like a bunch of wraps and a bunch of weed and was like, we are not getting up until you can roll a blunt. <laughs> and I was like, I love you. Um, really? so- I, I would be like, don't <laughs> condescend to me like that. How dare you tell me when I can and can't. <laughs> no, unless he was just being no, like, no, 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 no. I wanted to learn how to roll a blunt okay, okay. and he was giving me all this weed to do so. Oh, okay. I okay, wasn't, I was not going to argue yet. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. It wasn't. I thought he was like being condescending. Like, like you better learn. <laughs> no, it was like, I'm going to take, it was like a, like a Mr. Miyagi thing. Like it was like, I'm going to okay. take you to the next level. Okay. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's do this. Okay. So, um, you need to have all of the weed grinded up. So like use a grinder, pick it apart with your fingers And obviously if you have either paper, whatever kind of wrap you want to like clean that out, put it down and put all the weed in the middle. And then you're, you're really rolling it. Like think of it like an enchilada. You're just wrapping the tortilla kind of in a circle around itself. You have to use your spit to seal it. If you use it, if you're doing a joint, I recommend getting a filter because I find that like paper just gets wet so quickly. Mm-hmm. So then the end's always like sloppy and gross. And if you just find something that you can kind of roll up into a filter-esque thing, I usually just kind of fold something to look a little zigzaggy and then make it spherical and put it in there. It's hard to do this without <laughs> giving you visuals, but um, I usually like a filter piece on a joint, whereas on a blunt, I don't know. I just think it doesn't um, if the material is a little different, I do prefer blunt to a joint. I don't know, just because I find the paper to be harder to work with. And then it's like quicker to catch. So I don't, I feel like you can take your time more with a blunt. Um, Mm. but the rolling process is essentially the same. Yeah. I feel like joints aren't worth it for like what you're getting out of it, you know, like to do no that work. If you're going to smoke a joint, I would just get a pre-roll from a dispensary because those mm-hmm. are like professionally done and are fine. Like I, I can roll a really good blunt, but my joint games, like I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that was good advice though. Like I wasn't taught because my ex-boyfriend just cheated and had a cigarette roller <laughs> that he, you know, you just, Oh, fucking... I thought you meant cheated on you. Yo, I was like, no. Oh. <laughs> no he cheated came to rolling what a read 
Anyway, also, that's yeah. Okay. So the last question that we have, we promise to keep it short and sweet for you. Is it ethical to have sex high if you discuss consent boundaries before you're high, knowing you both want high sex? Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't think it's unethical to have high sex unless there's something else unethical happening, but mm-hmm. I don't, I like having sex high. I don't know that there's a big difference for me necessarily. Like, mm-hmm. I think the same would go for smoking as drinking alcohol and stuff. Like you definitely should get consent and like make sure everything is Gucci. And at any point, obviously somebody can say like, I need to stop because especially if you have any sort of like substances in your body, that's altering your brain, like something just all of a sudden might trigger you or set you off. Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously you can like consent beforehand and then still Mm -hmm. maybe have like a safe word for if things get too intense or whatever. But I say rock on. Yeah, I was also going to suggest the safe word because I feel like there is like this thin line of ethics and, you know, something that a lot of people do. Like, I used to only want to have sex when I was high because it hurt too badly Mm. otherwise, you know, or like I couldn't get into it unless I was. So um, I think as long as you like discuss consent and boundaries and come up with a safe word, just like as that added little backup there, like, People have lots of drunk and high sex, and I guess it is not ethical or whatever to, like, have under the influence sex, but also, like, if all parties are consenting, it is, but, like, you can't fully consent when you're under the influence, so it's just all, like, confusing. As long as it, like, feels good to both parties, and like, not not physically, but, like, mentally, um, mm-hmm. I think it is ethical and kind of related to this. This wasn't a question, but have you ever gotten your vagina high? <laughs> Gina, what? What? <laughs> like, have you ever used a vaginal suppository, or like no. lube, that, like lube, THC lube, or anything like that? No, no. I have. I actually did some research a while ago to learn how to make my own because there's like the oh. Foria brand, which is only available in like certain states. But I like did some research on how to make my own THC lube. The information is out there. I did not end up doing it because it just felt like too big of a task for me. <laughs> but since then, I have tried like vaginal suppositories. And I don't know how much of a difference I noticed with that. It's kind of hard to say. I might have to no. pop one out <laughs> and try it again. <laughs> yeah, why not? So I guess we're going to end it there. Um go like comment review subscribe follow us on social media we're at sapphic survival guide on all social media platforms except for twitter which is just at sapphic survival you can subscribe to our patreon which is patreon.com backslash sapphic survival guide and if you want to send us a question of your own you can send us an email send us a dm we also now have a google voice number that you can leave us messages on that phone number is 724-209-8877 that was 724-209-8877 and you will be giving us permission to play your message on the podcast if you leave us one or state otherwise if you don't want us to play it Um, And if you are outside of the U.S. and can't call that number for whatever reason, you can record a voice message and email it to us and we can do it that way. And other than that, you can find me, Cheyenne, at Hot Mespian on pretty much any social media platform. And you can find me anywhere online at The Libra including my website, thelibragina.com. And if you're on our Patreon, you're seeing my Sam 
the first night at bed when you left shirt and you should go listen to um hello wherever you listen to podcasts because we're dissecting season two and finding out who wrote the note so with that go get high class is now dismissed (laughs) 